Hello, my loves, and welcome to the Purposeful Lifestyle Development Podcast, where we discuss all things thought work and manifestation, but we use neuroscience and the study of the brain to do so. I'm your host, Tessa Spizak. I'm a board-certified practitioner, master life and health coach, and seasoned executive speaker. If you're ready to create your highest value lifestyle and turn your dream life into a reality, you're in the right place. Let's get right into today's episode. Hello, hello, my loves. As always, I am so grateful for you spending your time with me here on this week's lifestyle development session. So welcome on in. It is a beautiful day here in Texas. I've got the sun shining right in my window. I'm coming off of a very relaxing weekend. I'm feeling really good. And I mean, I feel like I have to pay attention to not say this at the beginning of every podcast, but I am so excited for today's conversation. And honestly, I can't believe I haven't shared this topic here on the podcast yet because it's something that is so simple. I mean, at least comparatively to some of the other work that we do in personal and lifestyle development, but it's also such a useful framework to use for both big picture planning, right? Really taking inventory of your life, but also literally in the moment when you are feeling any kind of unwanted resistance in really any area of your life. And honestly, just knowing and understanding this concept that we're talking about today is such a big confidence boost and really helps you feel more in control and powerful over you, over your thoughts and your life, regardless of any other conditions, whether it's some condition outside of you, something else happening to you, or some condition inside of you, like a limiting belief, some fears around change, or really just anything along those lines. And here's what my goal is always for you guys. So if you're newer or just joining in on the podcast in the last few sessions, here's what you need to know. My goal is always to teach you the tips and tricks, theories and practices, all those things to help get you where you want to go. But I've also been doing this for a long time. And I know there are two things that really can get in our way or start to trip us up. And that's A, if the thing we're trying to do is too difficult, or B, we don't understand why we're supposed to do it or exactly how. So that means basically my goal is I want to make it as simple as possible while also fully making it make sense. Sometimes that's really just looking at the brain. Usually that's looking at the brain and what's going on how we can get some of our subconscious desires and what we really want to match some of our more conscious and waking thoughts. And personally, just so you know my headspace for this session, I'm feeling really good today. Like I mentioned before, I am flying high, kind of in that well-aligned flow feeling and Being that, you know, self-introspective person that I am, that obviously has interests in the human process and why our brains do what they do and what it means when we are creating and manifesting things into our lives, I really like to analyze it a little bit, analyze any feelings. Just like when I feel something bad or anxiousness, maybe that stuck feeling or low energetically Of course, I'm going to try to figure out what's up 
then what's causing that? So the same for when you're feeling really high, flying high. It's always good to understand what is causing that really good inflow state so that we can continue to repeat that and focus on those things. And for me, what I really think it is, is that I'm in a place where I am very trusting of myself. I really trust that I am doing what I need to do, that everything that I've done in my life up until this point, whether that is, you know, my successes and the correct choices that I've made that have really catapulted me forward in the direction that I want, or, you know, also those painful hard lessons that I did not enjoy learning. I'm really trusting that because all of these things have culminated together and put me where I am now, and I can see the intentional creation come about and the things that I have wanted, what I have manifested so far, and all of these things that put me where I am now. Since I am intentional about focusing on exactly where I want to go, who I want to be, and how I want to feel about doing it, I am really trusting that I'm going to be able to do exactly that. And my trust and confidence in this moment is really rooted in the fact that I am becoming very good at this exact thing that we are covering today. And that is recognizing what is familiar and unfamiliar in myself, my thoughts, my day-to-day life, and really picking and choosing. What things am I familiar with that no longer serve me, that I don't want? And what are some things that I might be unfamiliar with now that I would really like to become familiar with? So essentially picking up those habits and traits that I would like to be more familiar with in my day-to-day. So what does that mean? To answer that, there are some things you need to know about the brain, and I've covered these. So if you would like a little bit more detail, definitely go back a few episodes. But here are the big three points that we need to know when we are really trying to manipulate what things we want to be more familiar or unfamiliar to us. First and foremost, you probably know where I'm going to start, is that you have to know your brain is literally hardwired for the sheer purpose of keeping you safe and alive. Nothing else. It's not here to make us happy. It's not to make us do what we want to do, to be motivated. Nope, nothing like that. It's kind of the opposite sometimes, actually. Our brain really does not like change, and a lot of times it thinks new things are scary things. Basically, you haven't died doing what you've done yet, so why risk it? That's why you can have those thoughts that really fight you trying to do the new thing that you promised yourself you would do or that you've really geared up to do, the big number one thing on your to-do list, even if it's super, super simple. Y'all know I love the example with the alarm clock, right? If your brain is immediately giving you a thousand reasons not to get up and do what you got to do before you even open your eyes, things like that. And it's why you can know so strongly that you want or really need to do something, but it can feel like we're freezing or stuck, that self-sabotage in a sense. Another thing you really need to know is your brain also likes to prove you right. That's another safety measure. Whatever you constantly tell yourself and remind yourself and visualize about your life, it basically believes you and registers that as fact. 
and it'll make sure that you notice every single thing that goes along with that belief. I really don't like the term victim mindset because it's used in really ugly and a lot of times unuseful, unhelpful ways. But for the sake of some clarity, this is a place where that strongly applies. Wherever you got that belief, whether it was said to you, done to you, even if you were young and it just stuck, or you had multiple experiences to really seem to prove that to you as fact, it's a safety piece of the brain. So again, since I'm not the biggest fan of that statement, I'm going to use a non-sensitive one, but imagine you were attacked by a stray dog when you were young and you never had or never took the opportunity to meet and pet a sweet little puppy, right? Your brain will start to pick up on things throughout the rest of your life to keep that belief. Every movie that there's a vicious animal, it's going to give it a little confirmation check, right? That's what we call confirmation bias. Like, oh, see, that's a vicious dog. Hence to forth, dogs are vicious, right? Even to the point where if that was you and you heard a dog barking loudly, it would register for you much more viciously, most likely, than someone who grew up around animals and hadn't had that same belief as you that dogs are really scary and dangerous. That was not their reality. Third, your running thoughts are basically a combination of all of your past experiences, the thoughts you had about different situations, and even the emotions that you tied to those situations or actions. We are super habitual as a species. Even our thoughts are habitual. I mean, for most people, about 85% of the things that we think in a day are thoughts that we had yesterday and the day before that and the day before that, and the day before that. So how do we get in control of this? How do we start to steer what our brain does instead of letting it just go on and doing its little programmed thing that it's been doing? This is where we need to recognize what is familiar to us and what is unfamiliar. And start to bridge the gap where you'd like to see some overlap there or some swaps between familiar and unfamiliar to your brain. Like I mentioned earlier, the things that are familiar to you are your routines, they're your habits, they're the thoughts that you regularly have, the emotions that you associate with different stimuli. All of that is familiar. Everything throughout your day, from the way you roll out of bed, if just like I mentioned earlier, it's familiar to snooze your alarm or to get straight up and grab a cup of coffee, or it's to jump straight on your stationary bike or treadmill, what have you. What's familiar there? Is it familiar for you to wake up and your thought processes start going into dread about the day or what you need to do? Or are you getting a bit excited about the best part of your day? If you're someone who, you know, hits the road at the same time to get to the office, do you typically experience road rage? Is road rage really familiar for you? Or do you typically kind of bop along to your favorite song or, you know, your favorite podcast, right? <laughs> I mean, it's all of these things, maybe getting really flustered in different interactions where you would much more like to stay calm. What you do is you really start to take inventory and take notice of all those things that are familiar. And then note 
which ones you like, which ones that serve you. If you've got a good morning routine that's familiar for you, or if you really like your emotional response to certain things, you know, keeping that familiar. But what about the things that we want to change? The ones that no longer serve us, that aren't getting us where we want to be. You want to get unfamiliar with these things. And again, swap them out. It's so much easier and more beneficial to you rather than continuously trying to fight is just finding an alternative. So whatever it is that you want to change, whether that's how you go about something, you know, so maybe you are a procrastinator or you're putting something off that you know you need to do right? You really want to do this thing. Maybe it's even, like I mentioned before, getting into that new habit, making choices that are better for you. You need to take inventory, figure out what is leading you to that procrastination or what actions or things that you're doing are making it easier to stay in the familiar. I had someone ask me once when I was dealing with procrastination, and I really think about this all the time and it helps me so much, is They basically said, you know, if you're procrastinating, even if it stresses you out, you are more comfortable and your brain is more familiar with that rather than getting it done. Isn't that crazy? We just did an episode on visualization. If you haven't listened to this, this is so, so important because it really hammers that whole point home is if you want to change this, if You know, for me, it was getting out of this procrastinating spiral that was so stressful. It was taking accountability and recognizing, yeah, hey, I have become way too familiar with this procrastination, the stress that it causes, right? Maybe making the choice to redo my to-do list 42 times rather than actually knock something off of it. And then choosing, again, taking ownership over my own brain and thoughts and saying, all right, I'm aware why it does this, right? We covered that, but what would I rather it do instead? Who would I rather be instead? What would I like to be more familiar with? And then that's why visualization, again, is so, so important because your brain will try to prove you right. So in that procrastination example, somehow, even if it isn't verbal. Again, your brain has decided that this is more comfortable, this is safer. So what steps can you take to make procrastinating unfamiliar and even more uncomfortable? Is it changing some aspect of your day, getting some change, going about it different? Maybe if you notice you're procrastinating, for me, what I do is stop in the moment Instead of fighting it, I go do a smaller five-minute task that makes me feel really good. Usually that involves going outside, getting some vitamin D, and starting to visualize how good it's going to feel when I'm not sitting here stressing in that procrastination. Instead, focusing on how good and how proud I am going to be when this thing is done. Starting to make that thought a bit more familiar. And I've got to say... Since I've practiced this, when I find myself feeling like I need to procrastinate and what felt like it used to take ages to get out of, I usually give myself about 10 minutes, but sometimes it only takes about three. Because again, practice and practice. The more we do something, the more our brain is able to recognize and do it. 
So now when I used to go step outside to go into that visualization to really start to feel it, it's even happening more quickly for me now. I swear sometimes I'm outside for 30 seconds, start my visualization practice, but that neural pathway, it's really hammered home. So go in and go. That is becoming more familiar. And if this is a totally new concept for you, the idea of changing your brain and creating new synapses and better neuroplasticity in other areas by really training your brain, here's the first thing that you can do to start. Getting quiet, trying to gain some presence and saying something like, okay, self, I recognize that my brain is stuck in this loop, maybe this procrastination loop, because it has become more familiar at doing this thing. Take that time, visualize, which reality would I prefer to be more familiar with? What would I rather my thoughts and actions and beliefs be? Instead of these negative ones or ones that don't serve me, that seem to just come up on their own, how can I change this to become unfamiliar with these unserving thoughts and become more familiar with the ones that I want or more familiar with the actions that, again, better serve me? And then taking those steps, do whatever you need to do to become unfamiliar with those things. Notice when you want to give in to the habit that you're trying to change or your procrastination spiral, whatever it is. Notice when you want to give into it. Whether it is procrastination or that negative self-talk or negative thought spiral, maybe avoiding your goals and taking the easy way out, what steps can you take to make all of that unfamiliar in your day-to-day life and start adding in the steps and actions and thoughts that make you more familiar with the things that you do want to do? Maybe that's taking the small action first or immersing yourself in things that make what you want easier to do. That could be swapping out pieces of your routine if you know that that leads to more of the thing that you don't want. So just for a simple example, anything that you're trying to work on creatively, right? Even if it is procrastination, you feel stuck, any of those resistances, is there anything that you're doing in your day-to-day life that increases your chances of that? Is that not going to sleep and getting a good night's rest? Is that not eating the healthy foods so that your brain has enough nourishment and enough vitamins in it to allow you to be creative? Is that sitting on Twitter or TikTok or Instagram all morning and depleting all of your dopamine by scrolling and getting some kind of emotion from something that's going on outside of you instead? Take some inventory. What could be creating a better chance for you to stick to the things that you're already familiar with that you want to change and instead start taking the actions all around it instead of just that one thing? What are all of the other pieces that can affect your ability to complete what you want? And again, visualization is key. Teaching your brain that it's safe to be who you are striving to be and doing what you want to do. Teaching your brain that not only is it safe, but we are now familiar with this, with this lifestyle. So many of our thoughts are thoughts that we've had already and had time and time again. And to change your life, you have to change your actions 
But to change your actions, you first have to change your thoughts. So here's my homework for you, team. Spend this week getting more familiar with the person that you're meant to become and moving away and becoming unfamiliar with any thoughts or actions that don't serve the lifestyle that you deserve to live and the happiness that you deserve to create. But all right, my loves, that's where I'll leave us today. I want to thank you so much for joining in on this conversation with me. And each week, every Monday, we're going to be posting a new episode going a little bit deeper into the conversation of what you can do to train your brain on purpose to really allow for the lifestyle that you want to live. Until next time, my loves, in the meantime, here's to your health and your happiness. 